As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey there, it's Megan. Happy New Year. Welcome to the end of 2022. We are wrapping things up. I am doing all the reflecting on what this year has been and what it has brought into my life. And we're all getting ready for the new year. So welcome, welcome to 2023. The day that this episode comes out, it's uh, the day before New Year's Eve. And maybe you're already listening to this and it's 2023. Um, earlier today, I knew it was time for me to record a podcast episode to come out on on today. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we do a year in review? I'll do some reflections from 2022 and talk about reinvention because a lot of what I have focused on this year is reinvention. I'll go ahead and tell you my word for 2023 is reinvention. For me, I believe that my reinvention it honestly it probably started at the end of 2021 and this year has very much moved me in the direction of reinventing myself reinventing my business my brand the way i work with people who i work with this year was a lot of excavating a lot of upheaval a lot of uprooting a lot a lot of pruning and then replanting the seeds. And so my seeds I've been I've started to plant some of my seeds. I don't believe all the seeds have been planted, but have been planting the seeds and will continue to be planting seeds as we head into the new year 2023. Um uh, and I do believe that the harvest it will come. It will come in 2023. So I sat down in prep for my 2023, my new year and also in preparation for today's episode, sat down with a, a fresh new notebook, stole it from my husband's stash. He just bought, I just bought him a stack of like 10, you know, those like peppered colored notebooks that are black and white. He loves those. And I just hijacked one out of his box of journals. And um, I decided to create a podcast journal because for my episodes, I really like to write out what I'm going to talk about. I don't usually plan my my podcast episodes that far in advance. I know when I'm going to record my episodes and then I sit down and I really tune in and I put pen to paper and I just start writing and I see what comes on the page. And um, I also thought, well, I'll just use this time also to reflect on the year and remind myself of some of the things that I got to experience this year and the road that it took me down and the path that it's leading me as we head into a new year. So I'm just going to invite you in. And here's how I've organized it. I actually really love going back through my year month by month because we tend to forget some of the really cool experiences that we had or experiences that we endured, things that we overcame, what we learned about ourselves, people that we met along the way. And sometimes the year can look or appear to be really blurry and maybe only the bad parts really stand out. 
And I, you know, that's fine. And maybe only the most recent good parts really stand out. As I was going through each month, you know, I, I literally am just sort of like scribbling on a page and writing down each month of the year and reflecting on just, I just wrote down the top thing that popped into my mind from that month. And then I got all the way to December and I was like, oh yeah, but wait, remember you did this in June? And oh yeah, but wait, remember you did this in September? And you just start filling in more and more of those those places on the page. And it's like, yeah, you know, so many parts of the year felt crappy. So many moments of the year, you felt like you were in doubt or you were beating yourself up or you were worrying or you were in fear or second guessing yourself, looking outside of yourself for all the answers. But then there's all these beautiful moments where you really shined and you were in your lane, you were in your element, you were in your zone of genius, you were doing exactly what you were meant to be doing and doing it in the way that only you can do it and the way that you love to do it most. In other words, being in alignment. So I'm going to invite you into my 2022 reflection and reinvention and um, sit down, come along for the ride. Maybe you're driving in your car or sitting down listening to this, but let's dive in. My word, I'll start with this. My word for 2022 was soul rest. Did I do that? Did I not? Well, you're the first to hear because this is the first moment where I have reflected on that word for the year. So soul rest. And what did that mean to me? Maybe you're listening to this and you didn't even know that was my word for the year. I'll start here. When the year began for me, I was coming off of being really sick the month of December, 2021. I don't know what I had. If you've been around me since then, then you you know the whole story. I got really, really ill the night of my husband's 50th birthday, which was December 5th, 2021. And the week before that was Thanksgiving. We had I had traveled up to North Carolina with Brighton. Sean stayed home because he wasn't feeling that well. But it wasn't it wasn't that kind of a sickness. It was something else. And um, we went up there, and I started having a little bit of a nagging cough. But I tend to cough a lot when I go up there because there's I don't know if it's something in the air, in the house, whatever. But I'll have like a cough that it's almost like a dry cough or an allergic reaction type of cough. And um, I got that. I had that a little bit. And I remember coming home. I was a little bit tired. And so I was a lot of bit tired, actually. And we had Sean's party. I was fine. And then literally just like hit a wall that night around 1230 at night. And I was sick, really, really sick for four days with a temperature, all the flu symptoms, all the things. And then by um, that Saturday, so a week later, I then I went to urgent care because I started having some breathing problems. And I tried to work a little bit. I tried to you know fulfill the, my client calls and that kind of thing. I did end up canceling probably like 50% of my calls. But I remember I would feel like I got hit by a Mack truck and we needed to go lay down for like five hours after I did a 30-minute call. And so I was sleeping about 14 to 16 hours a day. And that went on for two weeks. And then we didn't think that our family was going to be able to come for Christmas. We had Christmas. I felt okay. I wasn't great. And... um. I could barely like walk on the beach. It was like that, you know, I felt like that. And so we headed into the new year and I had a lot of epiphany moments in December of 2021 about changes that I wanted to make to my business. And again, if you've been around for a while, I got to a point where I was really, really frustrated 
with myself more than anything. I wasn't loving the type of work I was doing. And it just, I mean, the best way without me getting into it, the best way for me to describe how I felt was that even though I I loved serving the people I was serving, I just didn't think that I was utilizing the like my full gifting. I mean, whatever you want to call it, like full zone of genius or full gifting. I felt like I was kind of underneath what I really was meant to be doing, but I couldn't figure out what that, I could not figure out what that was. And nobody else was really able to just, you know, it's not like somebody else could just like tell you what to do. So that I had been feeling that for a couple of years and just got to a point where I didn't really enjoy running my Facebook group and all the things. And so I had a lot of epiphany moments when I was laying in bed in December 2021. I decided to not completely shut down my Facebook group, but basically say like, hey, this is coming to a close. I'm going to be going in some new directions. I'm not going to be in here running this group anymore or growing it. And I also decided I was going to completely shut down my flagship group program, obviously fulfill what I had sold in there. And I decided that... I really wanted to go in a, in a more consult consulting direction in my business and specifically go in the direction of consulting medium to large scale group coaching programs or any group program for that matter, not just group coaching programs, because that's what my 18 years of, of education and career and experience and, and expertise and gifts, it's really in that category and not from the perspective of, you know, how do I transition into running groups and how do I fill my group and how do I launch my group? That's what I had been doing. I've been helping people generate clients for their programs and teaching them how to launch and run their group and 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 not just run their group program, but it was so much about how do I make more money filling my group program. And it just became it started feeling like a really daunting task. And those two words, you you don't want to be running a business around something that feels like a daunting task. And what I discovered is that I didn't really want to be coaching people on the side of business around how do I make money and how do I launch and how do I market and how do I generate leads and how do I make sales? There are so many fantastic people out there that that coach and consult and strategize and teach on those things. And although I am good at it, I didn't feel like it was the thing that I was meant to be doing for the long term. And it was great. It was a great run while while it lasted and I did it. But I just knew that there was something else for me to be doing where I could fully be in my gifts and fully be in my purpose and what I'm really passionate about and what I feel ultimately compelled to do where I have a lot of conviction around and where I have a lot of like fiery passion around. And that is more in how we are creating, designing, delivering, leading, and facilitating our group programs that our amazing clients are paying a lot of money for, and they deserve to get incredible results. They deserve to have an impeccable experience. They deserve to be matched with 
the right program and leader and community for them. And that's something that I I firmly believe where we have so much room for improvement. We're like not really even doing it well by any stretch of the imagination in an, in an industry that should be leading in it. And so that's when I decided to go in that direction. So that's how my 2022 began. I didn't feel well in January of 2022. Let's put it that way. After I got better from my sickness in December, I I did not get back to fully being 100% until quite a few months into the year. I would say I was probably around 80% in January. And so at the end of January, my year, although I didn't feel that well at the very beginning of the year, my month, my the month of January and my year of 2022, it, it started off on probably the highest note that it could have. And if I'm being honest, I don't know that I've hit, I haven't felt that high note at all since January. I haven't had an experience that felt as high as January felt for me. And, you know, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, I think you're going to resonate with that. And I think those are the kind of moments that we also chase. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're constantly thinking about money and we're talking about money and we're in programs teaching us about money and you should be making money and blah, 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 blah. It's all about how can I make more money? And, and those conversations are great. And I, I don't think that any of us are chasing money. I think we're chasing these moments where we literally feel like we are almost in a state of euphoria and you don't even know how what's happening is happening in the way that it's happening. You're just in full complete and utter trust and you're in complete and full you being you. And, you know, I would say this is equivalent to an athlete. My brother used to be a baseball player. He played professionally and um, he's what you would call a power hitter, which meant he had a lot of home runs. And I, I asked him a few times when he was playing professional, I was like, what's it like? Like, what is it like to be out on that field? And you're in the batter's box and you have thousands of people cheering for you or heckling you because both happen at the same time. And that ball is coming at you at 98 miles an hour and you have to make a decision in a fraction of a second to swing. And that ball goes out, like literally goes over the fence and you're hitting a ball 350 to 400 feet. And then you're running around the bases and you come home and the entire crowd is cheering and your team is meeting you at home plate. And a lot of players have a really hard time, you know, whether it's baseball or another sport coming down from that. And my brother said to me, all you want is to feel that again. And so every game you're trying to feel that feeling again, which for the hitter, it comes that that same feeling is going to come when you hit a home run again. And so you're always trying to create that again. And that's also hard to come down from. You know, you're not going to bed. You're not going to bed as soon as you get home. And you just want to feel that again. So I don't know that I have felt that high since January. It doesn't. And, and again, I, I do want to state, it doesn't mean that you never will. It's just been that kind of year for me. So what happened in January? In January, we took our Rise to Legendary Mastermind clients to Mexico. 
We were in Zihuatanejo, Mexico. The reason we were there is because one of my clients uh, decided the year prior doing another Rise to Legendary Mastermind retreat in January of 2021 that she was going to lead her business from a soul first strategy second perspective, which is something that that's how I led my mastermind. And through that workshop that we did, she decided that she was going to move from where she was living. And I think it was a couple of months later where she decided to go to Zihuatanejo, Mexico. And so it was such a full circle moment for us to all go back, all go back to that place. You know, we had heard her the year before talk about that. And then to go to the place and to see her home and to be in her new town and to experience the like the reality of that vision and that decision in the flesh. It was such a pivotal moment for all of us. I did probably some of my best coaching and leading I've ever done and facilitating. We stayed in the most incredible villa. We got so close. It was that experience where you all feel like you are friends. And so I really embodied this experience of being leader, coach, um, consultant, and friend. And that was amazing. It really showed me that that's what people want and that's what I want. We stayed in this incredible villa. We had a full staff, meals cooked for us. We snorkeled. We we went to this private pool. We had the most incredible food. It was such a fantastic experience. And I do feel like the the clients that couldn't make that trip it was interesting because I did notice that it it seemed as though it changed the dynamic of the group after the trip. The, the people who were in person had a particular dynamic, and then the people who didn't attend, you know, in a way, it's like I, I missed out. I, I wasn't part of the, uh, the depth of bonding that occurred at that retreat. And, you know, it just kind of seemed like the group was never really the same after that. And I think it was because part of the group was there and part of the group wasn't there. I could be totally wrong about that, but it's just what I started sensing about a month afterwards, actually probably a little bit sooner than that. Out of all the retreats I've run, I've run a lot of in-person retreats over the years. It was hands down the most epic retreat. I would totally go back. I would totally host another retreat in Zihuatanejo. It was amazing. If you want to host a retreat in Mexico, I highly recommend Zihuatanejo. So that was January, and that was like leading into 2022 in January. Okay, I'm going to speed things up or else we're literally, we'll be here for two hours. So February, what happened in February? February, I'm still not feeling well, and I am so tired, headaches all the time, foggy brain, can't concentrate, um, out, like all the things. Now, these are not new symptoms. These were things that I've been feeling for a couple of years. And I think, you know, I just was not getting better from being sick. And so my husband had switched naturopaths. He was going to a naturopath. He switched naturopaths after he had a heart attack. My husband had a heart attack in August of 2021 at the age of 40. I think he was 49. He was 49 when that happened. And so he was like, you know what? I think you really like her. You should totally go. He was doing really, really well with a new one. And so I went and found out that I had an autoimmune issue connected to my thyroid and a fungus and a virus. And then I started eliminating 
all grains, all wheat, all dairy, all sugar. And that was in February. I immediately felt better after one day of taking, I was taking like six or seven different supplements. And so I went to her every month, every two weeks for about six, seven or eight months, probably like seven or eight months in this past year. And so finding out that I had the thyroid issue and then some hormone stuff going on. And then later this year, I found out that part of what was also connected to that was adrenal adrenals. My adrenals are basically shot. So it was like the trifecta of thyroid, hormones, and adrenals. And all of those were not functioning even remotely optimally. They were all like pretty kaput. And if you look up the symptoms of adrenal fatigue, I had every single one of them in spades, like literally in spades. Oh, I did forget to say the biggest reason why I started going to the naturopath is because a ton of my hair was falling out. I was losing hair by the handfuls every single day, multiple times a day. And that was connected to the adrenals, the thyroid, and the hormones. So that was February um, and really getting on track there. In March and April, so this is where I really started to transition into my new business model and reinventing my brand, the way I work with people, my offers, who I work with. And, you know, I said I had already decided to shut down my um, flagship program, Momentum. And I, I was working with people privately again. It wasn't something I was advertising, but I hadn't worked privately with people in years and wanted to do that some more. And I started in my messaging, in my content, specifically my social media content, I really pivoted pretty significantly around March and April, probably March, talking about um, a very different message around group program leaders who are already at six, like mid to high multiple six figures and seven and multiple seven figures who had teams around them, who had ascension models in place, and they were experiencing rapid like a rapid rise in program enrollment. And when that occurs, that's when you know you're you're probably going to have the ability to scale. And you know, I'm not a I'm a really big believer that scale shouldn't even really be that much of a conversation until you're at a million a year. Then we can start talking about scaling. But with a rapid rise in program enrollment, plus you may be running multiple programs with a high number of clients and at the same time, the ball game completely changes. And what a lot of leaders start seeing is their retention goes down, their attrition goes up, and all of their, a lot of limiting beliefs around leadership all bubble back up to the surface. And so I come in and I do a lot of work with with the, with the my clients who are at seven figures and above. It ends up being quite a bit around the categories of um, SOPs, processes, playbooks, and team specifically the team associated with delivering to clients. And so we're looking at client success, client experience, client retention, and making improvements to all of that so that clients are getting amazing results. They're staying for a long time. And we're reducing your upfront marketing expenses so that we can increase your profit on the back end. We can extend the lifetime value of a client. And we can also start removing you from a significant percentage of day-to-day program operations and client support. 
Because if you're still really entrenched in that, you're, you can only grow so far. You can only scale so much. That started at that point. And also from a life perspective, our daughter Brighton started running AAU track. That began in March. So we got to learn all about track. And later in the year, I think in May, she we started traveling for her to be in track meets. It was just really cool to see her do something and and really start to fall in love with a sport. She also rides horses too. So um, this is just totally different from riding horses. So that was really fun. We we traveled a few times to or- the Orlando area in May, Ju- May and June, I think. We may have done a little bit of travel in, in April, but I think it was mostly May and June. I also got a new car. So if you don't know, I was driving a Porsche Panamera before this, and we sold that car when, I think this was in 2021, when cars were, you could sell your car for so much more than it was worth. And I wasn't driving the car much. It was a 2011. It was having so many problems. Nobody could fix it. And um, it was sitting in the garage because I don't, I don't have to drive. I didn't have to drive that much at the time. I was barely driving. That car probably got driven once a month. And you're paying all this money for a car to sit there. And it was just ridiculous. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just sell the car. Um, I made $6,000 on the car. And we didn't buy anything else. We had one car for a full year. And then when Brighton started running track and she started getting involved in some more things that required us to be driving her, And then Sean was getting involved with some other things. And it was just becoming sort of like a clown show to try to have one car and make it work. We were having to rent a car or get Ubers. And in the area where we live, like, I just don't want to do that. And so I got a little car. I wanted something small and sporty and something that was easy and could just whip around because I, you know, we don't drive a ton. And so we got a new car. And I just focused so much on connecting with me, with Sean and with Brighton and being mom and slowing down and not being so all about achievement and money making and business and rah, rah, rah and hustle, hustle, hustle. And I just really wanted to be very, very present for everything that was going on in my life because that is something that I didn't feel like I had done very well in previous years. You know, I just really focused on building a business and let a lot of other things in my life slide or go to the wayside, almost as if it was this idea that if I just work really, really hard for these first few years and make it, then I don't, I've never really had that conversation with myself around like, then I'll be able to, then I'll have the time to do that. I never really looked at it from that perspective. I would just remember always saying, which I don't do this now, but for years it was like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. If it was anything other than building a business. And I think a lot of that was around proving, like proving that I was smart enough. I was good enough that I could actually do this. But when you operate from that place, you're not enjoying, you're not enjoying what you're doing and you are sacrificing the really special parts of yourself that you then don't show anybody, you don't show yourself. And it's like those parts of you that are the most attractive to others, the parts of you that other people want to be around, like the, like the goodness of you, 
And that just starts to wilt away and you mute it a little bit. And then you believe that you're not those things. And you're this other thing that it's okay. It's almost like creating like a mini monster in a way. So I kind of felt like that. And I felt like that years previous. And so with my word for the year of 2022 being soul rest, I really wanted to rest and relax and lean into living. That's what that really meant for me. All right. So then in May, finally, my um, content started really paying off, being really consistent with content and speaking at a much more advanced level started really paying off. And something else that I did when I was when I pivoted my business, I had a lot of conversations and interviews with people who I believed were my ideal clients. Their businesses were at that level. And all those conversations with, were with people who I knew really well. I had built I have built very strong relationships in the industry. And some of those people started becoming my clients. And so that started paying off in May and I started generating some consulting clients and working with people in a completely different way than I had been for the previous 10 years. And then I also decided to launch a new group program called Group Program Mastery. And I had a launch. I didn't have a ton of people sign up for that launch. I don't remember. There might have been 100, but I don't remember. Maybe a little less than 100. And we had a couple of people join the program. But what I realized I had done is I just put like a new face on the same thing that I had been running for years that I got to a point where I wasn't enjoying it anymore. But I didn't think that's what I was doing when I relaunched it. I thought I was launching it to people who were, you know, really far along in their businesses and specifically with their group programs. And the same thing kind of occurred again, where I still attracted people who Although they were very successful business people and they had, you know, been in business for quite some time, they were they were very very new to groups or they decided that they didn't really want to have a group. And all again, although I really enjoy that, it doesn't allow me to do what I am best at. And so I recognized that I was just creating the same pattern all over again. And so I didn't try to fill any more spots into that group because I was like, okay, well, I sold it. I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to um, finish it out. But this this isn't it. And I have to stop recreating the same thing, thinking that I'm not because I am. And it's not going to work for me to just you know, put a new name on something or change the messaging a little bit. This isn't, this isn't it. And so I learned, I learned that lesson. In June, now remember I had been sick for, you know, the end of 2021, didn't feel well coming into 2022. I also had a, you know, I had a cough in November. That's how all of us started. I still had that cough in June. The cough had gone nowhere. So I spent seven or eight months coughing almost every time I opened my mouth to talk. It was very annoying. And finally, I got on a supplement with my naturopath that was specifically the purpose of the supplement was to clean out any viruses that you may have living in your throat. I took that for, I believe it was six to eight weeks every day. 
And it like poof went away. I think it was the end of June. It may have been the beginning of July, but I think it was the end of June. And one day it just went away and I never coughed again. I haven't coughed since. So that was amazing. June was a June was a big month. June was a big month. I'm looking at my page here. Stopped coughing. I hosted a retreat for our Rise to Legendary Mastermind in North Carolina. What was so special about that retreat is that we hosted it at one of the members' lake homes in Lake Norman, North Carolina. North Carolina is my home state. It's where I was born and raised. And this particular client has also been the longest standing member of the Rise to Legendary Mastermind. She was in it for the entire five years that it existed. So she got to see every single person who came through the program. She got to see every iteration of the program. And she also attended every single retreat every year of that mastermind. So incredible, literally like client of the decade. So again, it was so special to host a retreat in her space. Um, And that's something that she had wanted to do for quite some time. So for her peers to, to be able to stay in the place where she grew up, it's her happy place. It was just so incredible. It was so incredible. It was a very small retreat. We only had a couple of people able to attend, but it was so special. Um, we went boating on the lake. Uh, we even got like towed on a tube. It was so fun. It was so fun. I also celebrated my 40th birthday in June and decided since we were in North Carolina, I headed over to Pittsburgh, which is where I grew up, and we stayed um, at my parents' For a couple of days, we celebrated there. And I think my brother was there. I think my brother was there too. So that was an amazing trip. And then I also had a conversation with a really good friend of mine, Nikki Nash, who I've had on the show and I've talked about this. And I said, Hey, I have been thinking and, you know, I've got my consulting business, but I also really want to create some sort of a spin on my Rise to Legendary Mastermind, but I wanted to do it with a partner. Someone who specialized in and loved all the business building side of things like marketing and sales so that I could come in with the other side that I really enjoy doing, client success, experience, um, delivering group programs so the clients are getting incredible results, retention, scaling, team, leadership, all that stuff. And so the two of us combined, I thought would make like such an amazing team because people really need both of those. So we had a conversation about it. We agreed that we were going to go into this endeavor together. So uh, we decided to come together in person in North Carolina one month later in July. So that's exactly what we did. Nikki and I hunkered down in Durham, North Carolina for a couple of days, and we mapped out an incredible program. I think at the, I think it was nine months. It was very curriculum-based. We mapped out our whole entire light launch plan for it, uh, did all the strategy, everything, We had the most incredible time vision casting and building this thing out. We come back, it's August, and we are launching and we're doing our thing and um, we sold the program. And then we're going and we're going and we're going. And both of us privately, and we talk all the time, both of us privately were certainly feeling like something wasn't right. Something was off. Our hearts and souls just were not fully, fully invested. And how we knew is because we weren't making that much of an effort to promote our launch events. We weren't 
following up with the people signing up for it. Um, it was just sort of like this kind of like lackadaisical approach. And that for me was a red flag. And so we let that go on for a little while because we were like, well, we think it's the messaging. It's just our messaging. And so we kept trying to poke holes in our messaging. And that went on for about four or five weeks. In September, Nikki and I both joined a mindset masterclass with Liz Nicholas. Liz was a client of mine back in 2019. And yeah, 2019. And then she became the mindset mastery coach in my programs in 2020 and had been, you know, all the way through this calendar year with the mastermind. And so we decided we were both going to join her 14 week mindset masterclass program. I don't remember how many weeks he had been into the program, but when you're in Liz's program, um, you really do start to you really start to experience a lot of transformation very quickly in the program. And Nikki and I came together on one of our conversations and I was like, there's something going on here. I was like, it's pretty obvious that neither one of us seemed to be making that much effort and it just is feeling off to me. And I don't think it's the message. I think it's something else. What we recognized is that we had been growing and evolving and transforming so quickly that the original program we mapped out in July, it no longer was a good fit for us. But it wasn't like we didn't lose. A lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, I just lost everything. I spent all that time. I spent that money. We have made all this effort. Somebody bought the program. But it's like, no, we're going to stop launching. We're going to stop filling it. We're going to change everything about it. And we're going to create what we really feel convicted, compelled, and committed and called to create. And so that's exactly what we did. And it all dropped in literally in like one conversation. And we just started putting that out there. So that all happened in September, September slash the very beginning of October, uh, where we decided, okay, we're going to go in this direction of the Wealth Builders Collective. And it's going to be more of a mastermind slash like a mastermind that is community-based mashed up with implementation-based. So implementation, community, high-level, elevated conversations, peer-to-peer support, business trainings, um, sisterhood, in-person events, talking about topics that someone at the six and multiple six, even seven-figure level is really interested in having conversations around and learning about and taking action on and, and being around other people who are at that level wanting to have those types of conversations with their peers because of the types of experiences that they're having in their business and in their life. And so we transitioned into that direction and things like really started picking up um, with Wealth Builders Builders Collective. So we'll be um, doing that heading all the way into 2023. We are going to have five open enrollment periods in 2023, January, March, I think again, sometime in June, September, and then again around December. And we want to bring in just some incredible entrepreneurs who want to be connected. They want to elevate one another. They want to support one another. They also want, they see themselves as a leader and they want to lead inside of this mastermind as well. In fact, one of the elements of the mastermind we're going to incorporate is allowing our members to become 
like the expert trainers inside the program too, instead of bringing in outside people. We think that's going to be a really cool element. Also, September, October, my consulting side, my own business and consulting really started picking up, hosting more VIP days. And November, kind of the same thing. Um, hosting more VIP days, a lot of consulting with clients, um, picking up some retainer work with clients too, VIP days. And then I was also filling an in-person, very boutique, intimate event, which I hosted in December, the very beginning of December in my home. We had some incredible ladies come who have got group programs or they're experiencing, they started experiencing six and multiple six-figure launches. And so the numbers of clients joining their program significantly rose very, very quickly. And with that comes a whole lot of transition and change all at one time. And a lot of entrepreneurs who have transitioned into groups and have very rapid success, the way that you lead that, it has to change pretty significantly, pretty quickly. And so we covered that for two days. It was absolutely incredible. I just hosted a VIP day on the other side of Florida with a client and her one of her team members um, also in December. So that was incredible. And we just celebrated Christmas. Everyone comes to our house. So we host 10 people here in our home in Florida and just have an amazing time. We played a lot of games and connected made sugar cookies. We always have a sugar cookie decorating contest. My dad is the head judge. So that was really fun. We just had a a special time and uh, everyone just headed back to their homes this week. So that is a bit of a year in review. Um, Oh, we also celebrated a year of having our podcast. That was in October. On October 6th, we've had the podcast for for a year. So that's pretty incredible too. Um. That's those are the big things. Those are the big things. I would say the most significant couple of like the big significant pieces that I've experienced, if I were, were going to put them in a couple of categories, is health, just really focusing on health as a number one thing and just feeling so much better than I did at the beginning of the year and certainly better than I felt last year. So that feels amazing. Um, focusing on mindset, really tripling down on mindset. And linking arms with Liz and being in her program, I'm going to be working with her privately for all of 2023. Um, so I'm excited for that to start. And another big one was completely pivoting my business. And a lot of people think that when they pivot their business, they're completely starting over. And if that is you, I want to remind you that you've been in business for years. You have built so many relationships. You have more experience. You have more wisdom. You have more training and development under you. You have more personal growth under you. Starting over now or pivoting now, it's not even starting over. It's not the same as it was when you first got started. But anytime you start a new program, have a new offer, have a new business, add a second business, go into like a new endeavor, try some sort of new marketing strategy, whatever it is, you are going to go all the way back to basics. There is not some brand new flashy way to build the next thing differently. You literally go back and you do it the way you did it before. Uh, you really do. That's exactly what I did. So pivoting and, you know, definitely experiencing a a year where 
I was not making close to the same amount of money I had been making the six years prior or five years prior, five years prior, because I stopped everything else. Like everything else literally came to a close. I slowly closed everything down. And then I completely went in a different direction. And that takes time. It takes heavy lifting. It takes learning about yourself. It, you know, all of your limiting beliefs come up, all of your old programming comes up. It all comes to the surface. And you go through a lot of the same emotions and experiences that you did when you first got started with your business all over again. You're just, you're, you're just so much more, honestly, like you're so much more confident and wise and you've done it before. So you know you can do it again. There's no question that it's not going to work. And you know that if it doesn't work, that something else will. So there's a whole lot, there's a lot of trust, whole lot of trust that you have that maybe you didn't have the very first time. So pivoting the business was huge. And then the other thing that I didn't talk about on today's episode, I, I may do another episode on this at some time. I also made relationships with friends and cultivating a nurturing female friendships a priority. That's actually the biggest reason why I joined the masterclass that I joined in September this year. My intention was to strengthen my life in the category of relationships and friendships. A lot of the relationships I'd built over the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur were very business-based. They were rooted in that. And I'm not saying I don't want to be friends with people who I share the common interest of business in, but I wasn't cultivating and nurturing friendships on on a deeper level. And that has been this the second half of this year or the the last like quarter of the year. It really has been the number one thing for me, whether it's through business or through Brighton's friends and getting to know those moms or through the track club and getting to know those moms, having more like coffee dates with people, more in-person gatherings with people. In fact, every single one of the offers I have for 2023, as of right now, doesn't mean I won't have more. They all incorporate in-person events or elements, whether it's a VIP day or it's a small two-day event in my home or somewhere else in Florida. Wealth Builders Collective has got three in-person retreats. Everything that I'm doing has a lot more in-person connection related to it. So friendships, have it's just been such a joy for me to also reconnect with people from the recent and the distant past. And it's been extremely fulfilling and fruitful for me and I believe other people as well. I'd say the number one thing that I hear when I... I do a lot of third-party interviewing of my clients' clients. It's one of the ways that I help consult changes that we're going to make to their programs or to their team or to the structure, the delivery style or format. And the number one thing that I hear people want more of in the programs that they're joining is connection and community. And so when we think we have a program that really thrives on community, I don't believe community and connection are the same thing. And that really has to be facilitated inside of the program because adults are not just going to form their own connection inside of your program. And it's it's one of the reasons why people are joining groups specifically because they want to be around other women. They want to exchange ideas with other women, be in conversation, support each other, give and share ideas or give and receive ideas from one another and be leaders together. It's a number it's a number one thing that I hear when I do interviews. So that has also been a really 
incredible part of my year too. Um, I also wrote down a list. This is a short list of either you could call these lessons learned or new beliefs. I wouldn't say this is an exhaustive list. I just took a sip of water, but it's it's um some of the most pivotal ones, I think, for me. So let's let's go through this really quick. The first one, people get to be wrong about me. This was a massive one. This literally has changed my life this year. People get to be wrong about me or people get to be wrong about you. You know, when you are someone who loves to help or you are a recovering people pleaser, you want to be liked. I think most of us, if we're being even slightly honest, we want to be liked. We want to be loved. And I historically in the past, something I've really worked on the second half of this year, it's always been of great concern to me if someone thinks something about me that isn't true or that I didn't intend or someone thinks something negatively about me that isn't really me. That That is something that I have always found extremely bothersome. And, you know, people are going to think what they're going to think, right? Like they just are. They just are. So this idea around if I want to have a successful business, if I want to live a magnificent life and I want to live a really enjoyable life and I want to live fully, people are going to be wrong about me. And that's okay. That has been probably the most freeing, liberating belief that I have built this year. Um, The second thing, it's not my job to please other people. This really goes along with everything I just said around people get to be wrong about me. It's not my job to please other people. That doesn't mean you don't have to be kind or that you can't be kind. Number three, clients do not renew based on past value. This is something that I feel like I kind of learned the hard way this year. Um, I in I think this was at the end of May, beginning of June, about half. I think it was exactly half, maybe, of my mastermind clients did not renew for an additional year. And some of them were up for year two, some were up for year three. And there was a part of me that, there was a small part of me that kind of saw it coming, but there was a bigger part of me that felt really blindsided for lots of different reasons. And, you know, one of the first thoughts that goes through your mind is, yeah, but all the value I gave. Yeah, but the amazing results they got. Yeah, but look at this, look at that, all from the past. And then when I do interviews with other people's clients about their programs and they are on the fence about renewing or they say they're not going to renew, and then I divulge that information and I give it to people in a report, they're shocked because they're like, but that person got such amazing results in my program. My program is a reason why they are where they are. So that was a really valuable lesson for me that clients do not renew in programs or stay in your ecosystem based on past value that you have provided to them. They are making their decisions based on the value you're going to provide to them in the future. Even if they are an existing client, you have to be really clear about what that is. Um, Number four, clients want structure and accountability when they join programs. 
Again, I do a lot of interviews. Plus, I've learned a lot of lessons this last year to 18 months from my own clients about retention and renewals and what they want and and what really creates greater levels of success and where they see value. And what I'm hearing from probably 90% of the people who I interview, and I do a lot of interviews for a lot of other people's programs, clients say that two of the big things missing from programs that they're buying is structure and accountability, and they want more of it. Number five, entrepreneurs, if you are if you are someone serving entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are craving community and connection. I really believe that 2023 and for the next few years after that, who knows how long, we like create more community-based programs, more community-based offers. It's what people are literally craving right now. Women, especially over the age of 40, are craving friendships. Now, people are not dropping twenty dollars or $25,000 just because they want friends. But anybody joining a program that is group-based, they are joining a group-based program because they're craving friends. And so you really want to cultivate that in your program. Number six, the parts of you that you think others won't like are the parts of you that make you most likable. I'll say that one again. The parts of you that you think others won't like are the parts of you that make you most likable. So share that. Number seven, I believe, I think this is my last one too. Friendships are just as important as business achievements and they require cultivation and nurturing. And I really learned that lesson, really learned that lesson. I'm so grateful at the age of 40 that I'm getting that lesson more than ever. I know this has been a long one today, um, but thanks for going down memory lane with me and looking at 2022 reflections. Like I said, I like to sit down with a sheet of paper and a pen and go back through every single month. It just reactivates for me some of the really incredible special moments. And I just gave you a sliver. I just give you a sliver. We Again, we would be here all day if I shared everything with you. So if you want to add that to your 2022 reflection, then by all means, do it. Those are some of my lessons. And 2023, what is it all about for me? My year for 2023 is all about reinvention. You know, a lot of those seeds have been planted, but I feel like that's it. They've been planted. They've been covered up by the dirt. I've put the initial some water on it. And now it's time for the organic fertilizer and the sun and the watering and the time and the prayers and the thoughts and the love and the consistency and the commitment and the conviction and the calling and the relationships and all of that will bear fruit in 2023. So I'm so excited for the year of reinvention for me. And I'd love to hear about your word for 2023. Or if you don't have a word, what is 2023 going to be about for you? What are you reflecting on 2022? I'm very easy to find. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Those are the top two places where I hang out. Or you can email me at info at structuredfreedom.com. I would love to hear from you. Tell me about your year. Tell me about the new year. What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? Who are you looking forward to meeting? Tell me all the things. I would love to know. And share this episode out. 
Sharing our episodes is the number one way that we increase our listenership on the show. So share it out if you're getting value and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're loving about the show. Let me know what else you want to hear as we are rolling into 2023. And I cannot wait to spend another year with you. So we are going to be, we're in year two of the show and I've got some amazing things planned. Cannot wait to share it with you. So let me know all the things you want to hear. Until next time, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.